So before we get started, please take a minute to like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, and Twitter at iShipItPod. You can also visit us on our website, iShipItPod.com, or email any questions or comments directly at iShipItPod, or to, uh, to us, to us at iShipItPodGmail.com. Every time I say this, I feel like Alexi Darling from Buzzline. <laughs> You can email me at darlingalexinewscom.net or you can page me at... But if you are feeling supportive and you want to help us grow, you can donate via PayPal, shop our Amazon affiliate link, or buy us a coffee. And last but certainly not least, please rate and review us on iTunes and tell your friends that you ship it. Pretty please. Thor ate a lot of Pop-Tarts in these fanfics. It is a hot garbage fire. Do you not know what sex pollen is? I mean, phantom seed... What? <laughs> I don't care. I ship it. I don't care. I hey there, geek girls, geek boys, and geeks beyond the binary. This is Emily J with the I Ship It podcast, your safe space on the internet for fan fiction, fandom, and all that stuff you've been pretending you're not reading on your phones. I am in Cleveland. The weather is gross. The drivers are shitty. And I'm happier than a clam in mud because I am sitting across the table from my bestest friend, Andra. Hello. And Ange is such a great, wonderful guest because she doesn't read fan fiction unless I force her to read it. Um, true story. True facts. Like, I hold her down and put a phone in front of her face. Didn't even know what it was until I met Emily. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Ange and I have been friends for 14 years, and we have the cutest origin story, which I'm going to tell you, because I like telling it more than, like, when people are like, how did you meet your husband? I'm like, at a bar. But here's how I met my best friend, Ange. (laughs) So cute, you might puke. It's so cute. Um, So, yeah, so we met uh, freshman orientation weekend, which is, like, before freshman year at college. We don't need to say where we went, because it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's it's done nothing for us. provided us zero advantages in the the world of Marcom. Super accurate. <laughs> <laughs> so we went to nameless, faceless university in rural Pennsylvania. And on the way there, I had like a n- total panic attack in the bathroom of like a restaurant where my, my mom and I stopped for lunch. And I was like, oh my God, please let this randomly assigned roommate be nice. Because like, I'm so awkward. And like, I'm so abrasive, and people don't like me unless I tell them that they have to. And, like, I'm just not – I don't make a great first impression, Shipper City. I don't know if you knew this, but I really don't. <laughs> I'm quite abrasive. So I was like, uh, just let her be, like, nice. Because we have to room together for a whole weekend, and uh, I, like, I'll just ignore her forever if she's, you know, whatever. But, like, this weekend I have to – she just has to be nice, okay? Just just help me out, God. And God was like, God, you're really annoying. <laughs> fine do what I can so uh I showed up at the university campus the nameless faceless university campus and this sweet uh fluffy haired round glasses wearing beeb came into the room with her mom and she's like hi I'm Angie and I was like oh hey you're like Ange did you say your name was Ange she's like no I said Angie and I'm like well I'm gonna call you Ange forever and always forever and always (laughs) and like her mom like Lisa kind of looked at me and was like oh she's giving you a nickname Angie Mm -hmm. (laughs) we don't approve of that and I was like "Mm, it's fine whatever so then um later on because we like bonded instantly bonded peas in a pod um she was like I have to tell you something and I was like what she's like I like this is so silly but like earlier today like I said a prayer that like you would be a cool person and like I'm so glad that you were and I was like oh my god I said the same thing so cute, guys. We prayed for each other. We did. Oh, I was so nervous that I was going to get stuck with someone that sucked, and she did not suck, so it was great. So good. We just spent the whole weekend not being awful people. Yeah, it was and, awesome. And um, 14 years later, here we are. Yeah. Frangie! Um, You may hear us drinking in this episode, because why not? <laughs> wine not? <laughs> We're drinking wine from a can, um, which is the height of class here in <laughs> Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> the height of sophistication. Uh, to make things easier on those people who can't stand mouth sounds, we are not going to be eating our uh, the tapas that we have to enjoy with this <laughs> wine. Uh, animal crackers. <laughs> but, um, yeah. 
those are also on the menu. Right. Wine and animal crackers go together hand in hand. They so. do with our friendship. And I can tell that story in a moment because I don't want to just like bog everybody down with like, oh my God, are we the cutest friends ever? <laughs> but we are. We are the cutest friends ever. Yeah. And tell me what you think about fan fiction. Uh, so I got to be honest, like I said earlier, I didn't really know what it was until I met Emily about 14 years ago and she introduced <laughs> it to me. Uh, no regrets. Was it the first conversation we had? <laughs> it might have happened during that orientation weekend. <laughs> Hi, I'm Emily. Let me tell you. <laughs> um, I don't know if it unfolded that weekend or if it was actually like after we started college and you know run into her, hang out with her uh, after classes and stuff. But um, instead of reading and doing homework, Emily is reading and writing fanfic. So uh, and still making the dean's list. Suck yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking wasted studying time. <laughs> yeah, so um, I didn't know what it was, but she introduced it to me, and um, I didn't really dive into it until she started this podcast, and gotta be honest, I did not actually read anything until she said that we were going to podcast when I visited her in Cleveland, and I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, well, let's let's find something to talk about. Well, and you're the sweetest friend, because you don't read fan fiction, but if I send you things that I write, you're like, oh, I'll read that, yeah, with yeah. zero context. It's the sweetest <laughs> thing in the entire world. Like, fandom she's not a part of, like, characters she does not know, Clueless. Clueless AF. And she's like, I really liked it. It was really good. <laughs> like the character mm-hmm. development. Yeah, you're really sweet with your reviews. Because you're like, here's the parts that I really liked. <laughs> like, you're the best reviewer. I know you don't understand what I'm sending you. Right. But like, and you didn't, um, I mean, you didn't really even like, I recall actually the first time you acknowledged my love of Avengers. <laughs> my mouth is going numb. Avengers. I was worried that was going to be me. I took the bullet for you. Thanks. I fucked up first. Um, because you wore, you sent me a picture of like yourself wearing some like Marvel t-shirt and you were like, repping your team at work today. Yes. And I was like, oh, bless her. And then um, <laughs> I do recall you and I were trying to watch Thor together. Yeah. And I was so <laughs> mad at you because you wouldn't stop talking. I'm sorry. <laughs> you were like, asking questions that I was like, honey, if you keep <laughs> watching, they will answer these questions for you. Yeah. Needless to say, though, uh, over the last few months, I binge-watched every Marvel movie so from proud. start to finish. So You were I, ready for Endgame. Yes, I was totally ready for Endgame. We're not going to talk about I mean, I wasn't it. ready for Endgame. Nobody was. It's yes, fine. but... We're all oh. still recovering. We're not going to talk about Endgame this week. This Won't. is not my super special co-host that I've been promising for three weeks. Um, no. I what? mean, you are a super special co-host, but I haven't been promising. We're not going to do our... This is not the Endgame yes, debrief. Yes, no. And we're not We're not going to give any spoilers either. So right, yeah. We're still not... Although, spoiled. if you haven't gotten to see it yet... What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, what is wrong with you? It's been out for a Go month, watch guys. It. Go. It's so good. Stop. Turn this off right now. Go. Pause. Press pause. Pause. You don't need to to listen to the rest of this. So, you know, it's fine. Just listen to the rest of this episode. And then when it's done, go to the movie theater yes. and watch it. Okay. Three hours, though. It's fine. Carve it out in your agendas. It's fine. Go see it. It's totally fine. Um, so, yeah. So, she uh, texted me pictures of every single Marvel movie that she watched <laughs> the two weeks leading up to Endgame. I was so proud I could cry. Proud mom moment. <laughs> just, just the proud mom friend moment. Just so, so, so much pride. So I don't much. know if you ever thought that it was going to evolve and become this. I didn't think so yeah. because I was really just prepared to shout my love into the void of your brain <laughs> forever. <laughs> and you'd be like, it's fine. I mean, I love you, so I'll accept this and tune you out pretty much because why wouldn't you? I mean, yeah. yeah. You know, I know. <laughs> I know how. I know what I'm about. <laughs> I know what I'm like. Okay. Um, but, uh, but no, so like now you're like in this, right? I'm in it to win it. (laughs) (laughs) So many thoughts and feelings and opinions. So many. Um, our topic this week is, uh, I, I don't know why I was surprised at all because I knew if I gave you an Avenger to pick, you were either going to pick him or you were going to pick Ant-Man because (laughs) you're fucking. Because I do love Paul Rudd. Because you love (laughs) anybody who looks like he could be a dad. Uh, The average... (laughs) Joe. <laughs> just, just your average schmo and just like give me that. Yeah. Mark Ruffalo, I see you. I know. Call me. Sorry, Jake. <laughs> yeah. 
when the first Avengers came out, and I was like, let's talk about how Steven Rogers is the greatest thing that's ever happened. And she's like, but have you seen Mark Ruffalo? I'm like, dot, 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 yes, I have for the last 15 years. What am I, what about him? And she's like, but like, Mark Ruffalo. But like, he's so good looking. <laughs> is he? He is. All right. Well, Ange yes. loves dads. Um, <laughs> not like a weird way. Not in a way. She doesn't have daddy issues like me. <laughs> but <laughs> she has different daddy issues. <laughs> Can I tell you? Um, I, I, I do like, let's talk, like stereotypical textbook. I have daddy issues. <laughs> but I hesitate to say that because the world has changed. Yes. <laughs> and that word doesn't mean what it used to mean. And I now have in my brain the memory of a human being that I had to spend a weekend interacting with who referred to her boyfriend as daddy. Not great. The whole fucking (laughs) time. I didn't know this man's name. He was at the event that we ended up together at. And I was like, I don't want to shake your hand. I have heard too much about you. And the only name I have to associate (laughs) you with is Daddy. What the fuck? Also, uh, she did refer to Champagne as Champers. Oh, yeah. That explains everything, right? (laughs) And now I can't buy a $5 bottle of Cooks without being like, let's get some Champers. (laughs) So there's a lot I'll never forgive her for. Yeah. But <clears throat> here's the thing you need to know about Ange, guys. If there's a dad bod involved. Oh, I'm there. I would assume that then David Harbour from Stranger Things is also on your list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Did the- you guys hear the thirst <laughs> in that response? Oh, yeah. Oh, there's, my God. It's deep and it's real. <laughs> yeah. Hey, right, calm down. Take a drink. <laughs> fan, fan off. Yourself. <laughs> fan, fan yourself. All right. Take a, take a breath. Take a breath. So let's talk about this uh, dad bod. <laughs> talk about this dad bod? So yeah, so I assumed, actually, I, I pretty much was like guaranteed. I was like, we're going to talk about fucking Scott Lang because she loves Paul Rudd. <laughs> but she surprised me and she picked a different dad. <laughs> She didn't surprise me too much. <laughs> I have known her for 15 years. But uh, she picked a different dad. So we are going to talk about Clint Barton, who uh, she so <laughs> charmingly was like, is it Hawkeye or a hot guy? <laughs> and I was like, well, that's our episode. Yep. Oh, fucking mom. <laughs> He's great. Hawkeye. He, why do you love him? Let's talk about it. Oh, he is the hero we don't deserve. Really? Yeah. Do you think that? Yeah. Okay. He is just... State your case. Um, he really just is always there, you know, doing in, the right thing. In the background. In the, not having a lot of lines. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is he's just, he's always in the background. And I thought, why? He is great. He is wonderful. I'm... I'm glad he had his moments in Endgame. We're not going to talk about this. Not going to talk about it. Not going to go in. But he definitely did have those moments. Yes. It felt good for me because I was cheering for him. Um, I do have to say that I feel as though, um, I guess I've been referring to him as Academy Award winner, Jeremy Renner. He is not a winner. He's a nominee. Mm. But still, I have always felt, I mean, he's a winner to you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So in the Academy Awards of Angela's heart, he is a winner. (laughs) But uh, for the rest of the foreign press, not so much. And I, but I always felt like Academy Award nominee Jeremy Renner has been kind of wasted mm-hmm. in these movies. Yeah, because really like has. he had not. He's not. Did you know he's even? He's not even credited for Thor. No, because like where he's like about to shoot him. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, he does not even credited. It says like Wild. Thor, 2011, yeah. uncredited. I'm like, he's Jeremy Renner. Yeah, why is he uncredited? Why would he? What? <laughs> Come on, guys. Put that on his IMDb. Marvel. He's allowed to be in yeah, that. Give like, him that. Give him that. Um, yeah, so I kind of felt like he was sort of not utilized. He enough. wasn't, and that's why I love the underdogs. You know, 
He was. He was just in the background all the time, but he was there. He was there. He was a part of the story. And I was so, as much as I hate and pretend that Age of Ultron didn't happen, because like, I know, yeah. Um, But as much as I hate it, I do love that it gave me the alternative to the Clint-Tasha pairing that everybody was like, all about like oh they're in love blah, blah, blah. that's what happened in Budapest yeah blah. yeah um, because I never really saw that more than like besties right like Same. it was like they're bros everyone was trying to ship them so hard yeah. and I was like why I'm like, like that's but not... like isn't and, the, and I've said this before but like I have in in my age since I have matured <laughs> as a mm-hmm. human. I do think that, like, platonic male-female relationships are so much more important than I used to. Oh, yeah. Because I'm like, no, you have, like, we have to break this when Harry met Sally stigma bullshit thing where, like, men and women can't be friends. Right. Like, no, I want to see these two be, like, best friends, love each other, protect each other, fight with each other, fight for each other, you know, the whole thing. And then there be no romantic attachment. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Why do we always have to ship everyone? Why do right. we always have to pair them together? We don't. Let them be friends. Let them be they bestest friends. They want to keep friends. each other in the friend zone. Yes. For good reason. For good reason. And you know what that reason is? Tell me, Em. Laura Barton. Yes. Because <laughs> Laura Barton I love, is in the picture. I love Laura Barton. Great. I love her so much. It's weird how much I love her. She's just awesome but she's like so unfazed she is how like, can you oh <clears throat> i couldn't do it as a wife no no, no because like not only okay so it's like one thing to be like a military wife who's like husband is deployed and that's horrible and i'm right. not diminishing that at all right but like then to have like to be a avenger wife yeah I couldn't who's like it. oh so not only is he gone a lot of the time but when he's gone he's maybe fighting aliens yeah. and mutant robots we don't know what they're <clears throat> up against. We never know. Yeah. And so it's like, she's like, well, I guess I'll just be here until he, like, you know, gets vaporized into a pile of goo or something. Yeah. Like, and maybe Nick Fury will tell me about it. Maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. Might get a memo. Might, might not. Might not. <laughs> maybe it just, it just won't ever come home. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I saw something, and it made me really mad because I don't want to hate Tony Stark as much as the movies wanted me to hate Tony Stark. They they worked hard. They on worked you. hard. Because I know for a while you were like, ooh, Tony Stark. I mean, like, Civil War really fucking pissed me yeah. off. I was like, you're being an asshole. Like, yeah. And I'm like, Steve, you're kind of being an asshole too, but like, right. I love you. It's fine. Right. <laughs> but you're an angel and I'll protect you at all costs. <laughs> you, Tony Stark, however. Like, they were both just being douchebags. They were. And so, okay, so thankfully Endgame won me back over but there's a part in Civil War that I didn't really think about until later and then I was like oh my god so when they're on the raft Mm -hmm. and they're in prison um so first of all Jeremy Renner's the only one that broke my fucking heart when he in that scene because when he's like when Tony's like I didn't know they were gonna put you in this space far and he's like criminals Tony (laughs) That, that word didn't used to apply to me or Sam or Wanda, and when he says Wanda, his voice kind of cracks, and it made me, like, really upset. I'm like, mm, it's okay. She'll be okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, she'll be a fugitive, you know, yeah. whatever, in love with a robot, but, you know, she'll be okay. But, like, his voice kind of cracked. And then when Tony is fucking talking to him, and he's like, you had a wife and kids. You didn't have to do this. And I was like, but, like, I didn't think about it. And then I went mm-hmm. on Tumblr, and they were like, uh, Nobody in the entire world knew that Clint had a wife and kids until Tony said that on the raft. Mm-hmm. And he, like, put, he's, like, they're, like, he put his entire family in danger and in jeopardy by saying that. Right. And, like, that made perfect sense why then, like, after as soon as he said that, he's, like, watch your back around this guy. He just might break it. Because mm-hmm. I was, like, oh, like, I'm, like, well, he got kind of mad. Like, I mean, granted, he's in prison. Like, he's allowed to be yeah. mad. But, like, thinking about that and then seeing his reaction to it, I was, like, oh. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And it's dick move, Tony Stark. It is. You want to talk about daddy issues. Ah, uh, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> he wrote the fucking book. He did. Yeah, um, Jeremy Renner, I really liked him in Civil War. Uh, you know, bringing him back to everything. Sorry. No, you're fine. Um, bringing him back to everything that he was, uh, you know, not involved in. I know. I was like, 
Homeboy just tried to retire, yeah. and you guys are like, hey, now. What is, and he even has a line. He's like, I retire for six months, and it all goes to shit. It's <laughs> true. See, he's the backbone, M. See, yeah, you know what? It is. It is those minor characters yeah. that you don't think about. But in the comics, now, do you know anything about comic, Clint? I don't. All right, so here's what I've learned, because you know me. I don't read comic books. Do you remember the, the war that erupted at our apartment mm-hmm. when I told those two men? That I didn't read. Mm-hmm. <laughs> those two men who don't need to be named. That shall they, not be named. That, those, <laughs> those cretins that must not be named. Uh, that I didn't read comic books and they acted like I'd murdered yeah. their mothers in front of yeah. them. And I was like, but I just like the, the, the movie. But I, I didn't even <laughs> like the movies at that point. I was like, I think you guys are a bunch of fucking nerds and I want you out of my apartment. Stop eating my food and using my bathroom, <laughs> drinking my beer, <laughs> telling me that I'm not a real nerd. Guys, newsflash, real nerd. <laughs> Guys, I don't know if you know this. Just saying. <laughs> She's a real nerd. But as am I. I mean, but that's like classic fucking gatekeeping. Yeah. Like, you're not a real fan because you don't like... Yeah. Guys, don't do that. Don't do that. It's not, don't, don't, it's not cool. Don't shame others if they're not no. reading the comics. No. If the only reason that you like Captain America is because you could wash your laundry on Chris Evans' abs, then fine. <laughs> You are just as much a fan as I am. In fact, you're the exact same kind of fan that I am. So it's fine, right? Um, yeah, I'm not going to get into another rant about how fandom gatekeepers can fucking suck it, but they can. You like what you like for whatever reason. I don't care what it is. Angela, if you only like Clint Barton because you have weird dad bod issues... Because I love him. Because I love me a good dad bod. Um, then that's fine. You're just as much a fan. But I will tell you what I've learned secondhand about Clint Barton in the comics, and I think you'll enjoy this. Um, number one, he was raised in the carnival. Ooh. Yeah, he's a carny trash. All right. I see you, Clint. <laughs> this, is, this is not a deterrent for Angela. This <laughs> is, in fact, enhancing her attraction. Um, so he's like... Kind of, oh, he is uh, canonically deaf or hard of hearing at least. He reads lips and he has hearing aids. Something that does piss me off is that they don't ever mention that and Not they don't all. let him be deaf in the movies, which I'm is right. shitty because they should not be erasing, you know, disabilities like that. Right. Because, like, how cool is it to see a deaf superhero? It's so cool. Right? Like, and I guess at one point there's like a, a showdown with him and Deadpool. Where Deadpool is not a douchebag, so he lifts his mask up so that Clint can read his lips. And I'm like, good bro. Good bro, Wade Wilson. Good bro. (laughs) Um, I would love to see that in the movies. But um, So he's canonically deaf. He has a, I don't know if she's like a sidekick or a protege, but there's another Hawkeye. Oh. Which I think is what they're going to do with the Disney... Plus, what the fuck ever it is, yeah. Disney, Disney streaming, because right. um, he's getting his own series. As is Loki. Eh, I'm okay with it. I'm not okay with it. I don't really care. Rumor has it, though, that Mr. Captain America might be making an appearance in Loki's series. But why? I don't know. Let's I mean, see where Disney Plus takes it. <laughs> see where it goes. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll watch it. Yeah. Let's see. Twist your arm. Yeah. yeah. Did you pay her for that, Disney? <laughs> I took, just, I just all of fifteen on seconds on the Instagram, <laughs> on the grams. Um, so, I guess I th- what I've heard is that the Hawkeye series is going to be about him, kind of like passing the mantle onto this other character named Kate Bishop, who is like much younger, and she like takes after him. They're not related, but like she's like his like kind of little sister. Where she's, like, all sassy and, like, he teaches her all the ropes and then, like, is like, and there you go. <laughs> now you're Hawkeye. I'm going back to my farm. Um, I also love that Clint Barton is the only uh, superhero I've ever seen to run out of ammo. Right. Mid-battle. <laughs> and it's like, I only had 15 arrows. <laughs> Bless him because he keeps fighting anyway. Yes, he does. He doesn't quit. Um, he's also a, uh, what I've seen anyway, is like he's a total disaster. Like he's, like he's always sleeping in too late and he drinks coffee straight from the coffee pot. And God, Clint and I have so just, much in common. He just eats all like the cold pizza. <laughs> 
<laughs> and there's a bunch of, I guess there's a bunch of team-ups with him and Bucky, which I would pay so much money to yeah. see. Where, like, Bucky's just kind of a piece of shit <laughs> to him. And and Clint pretty much rolls with it. But the only part that I'm remembering is there's one panel where uh, he's, like, he sent him to, like, go to the vending machine or something. And he was, like, Bucky comes back and he's two bottles of water. And he was, like, well, they didn't have chocolate milk, so I got you a water. And Barton's, like, not really even close to the same thing. Is it? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> it's like, sorry, that's what it was. Um, but anyway, so uh, so we love and respect Clint in this house. Very much. Um, I think I might, I don't think I loved Clint as much as I do post knowing about Laura Barton, though. Right. I would love to see Linda, <laughs> I was been calling her Cardinelli. I don't think that's, I think it might be Cardellini. Maybe it's Cardinelli. I think it's Cardinelli. Uh, whatever, Linda. Sorry, C. sorry, Linda. <laughs> sorry, Linda. We love you, and I would pay all the money to see you. How you ended up? How Laura Barton ended up? Laura Barton, right? Because I have read amazing fix where uh, I think it, well, this was in an episode. You probably didn't listen to it. Um, sorry, <laughs> bad friend, horrible friend. <laughs> Have to catch up. Um, she does tell me sometimes. She's like, I had to catch up on your podcast. I'm on episode eleven. <laughs> Well, there's 45 now, yeah, so no, you're I'm binging hard next week. <laughs> My voice is going to be the only voice in your head. You poor you thing. Hate it. <laughs> you're like, it's the same thing. Um, but no, where Laura is, there's like uh, not a rumor, but like somebody, something happens, and they're like, Laura won't tell anybody. They didn't used to refer to her as the Minx for no reason, and some. It's Darcy is like, wait, I'm sorry. They used to call Laura Little House in the Prairie Barton <laughs> the Minx. <laughs> I'm sorry. And this is the first I'm hearing about this. And I think it's Steve. It's like, yeah, when she was in the field. And she's like, wait, <laughs> Laura was in the field? Right? Laura was a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent? Like, that's what I want to know. Yeah. I want to know how they met. And I would I love to know that. Love to know how they met. Looking for time. Okay. Um, so... <laughs> So we did, I did make her read fanfic this week. Um, and I loved it. See, this is the thing. You just need to give it a chance. Right? <laughs> I've only been talking about it for 14 <laughs> years. 14 years. Almost 15. Almost 15. Um, but you need, yeah, I mean, what, I feel like once you give it a chance and you're like, it's this beautiful, pure thing where yeah. you're like, I just want to read more about Clint and Laura Barton. And I was like, here's eight stories to choose from. And you're like, oh, hey, cool. Yeah. So great. Something we did find out, though. Yes. Is that uh, Clint in the fanfic world appears to be the fandom bicycle. Which is... Everybody wants a ride. (laughs) I mean, I was surprised by that when you told me. I was like, he's just every... Like, he's paired with all of the men, which is fine. We love love Slash here. Yeah. But but why? And I didn't see that coming. I didn't see that coming either. Pun intended. <laughs> I think that's kind of how it played out no, when you really. text me. <laughs> well, I was kind of pre-reading some of these. I'm, like, I'm not sending this. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. I didn't, and that's the thing, too. I didn't want something that was like Clint Barton, you know, romping in the hay with all of these different people. I told her I just wanted something that... Pause for the cause. Can we talk about how adorable (laughs) Angela is right now where she just said romping in the hay? (laughs) Well, he lives on a farm, you know. There would be hay romping involved. I'm not saying you're wrong. (laughs) I'm just saying you're the cutest person I know. (laughs) So I did have to pre-read. I was like, I don't want to send her anything smutty because like, you know, that's not nice to do. Like light smut would be all right. But... (laughs) I appreciated what you did send. Yeah, I was, if if anything, the most I would go to is like a PG-13 rating or a T rating. I was not going to send you E or M. Um, explicit or mature. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that you can't handle it. I know you're grown up, but like, I think that you have to go searching for the smut on your own. Yeah. Unless the person, like, I mean, obviously, I would hope that you would trust me enough to send you, like, good smut. I would, yeah. Like, if you want to ever read some great Stephen Darcy smut, like, girl, I got you. You know the person to go to. (laughs) Yeah, and it's fine. I'll patiently wait for that text because I have a (laughs) list queued up ready to go. But um, we do need to work on you shipping them a little bit more, though, by the way. I know, I know. I'll work on that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If I'm going to dictate your fandom experience, um, 
this is where we need to kind of course correct yeah, and steer yeah. you into this direction, okay? <laughs> I just have so much that I need to share with you. I know. I know. I have so much love for this we're pairing. Gonna, we're going to hear more about that offline. Yes. Off. By we, I mean me. You, yeah, I <laughs> hope you're ready to be bored out of your fucking mind because I need to talk about this bad thing Can't with wait. somebody. Okay. Um, but no, so I sent you a couple fix. And again, it was like a little bit of hard work. I was like, I'm looking for something more general. Mm-hmm. I don't want a Clint a Tasha pairing at right. all. Right. Um, I time. want, yeah, I want the Bro TP. So if you're talking about tags, and we've talked about how important tagging is, if you're tagging your fic and you're tagging it Clint Barton slash Natasha Romanoff, that means they're in a relationship Mm. or it's romantic. So if you do Clint and Natasha Romanoff, then it's a bro TP. And that's what we wanted. That was fucking hard to find. Yeah. Like, they're so good, though. They're such a good bro TP. They are. They are. So I found two. Um... One was better than the other, but they were both pretty decent. They were kind of more Barton character studies. Mm-hmm. One was more Natasha-centric character study and Laura Barton, love of my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the greatest side character I didn't know I was in love with until recently. Um, but, okay, so the first one we talked about was, are you ready to talk about the? You want to yeah, let's talk about okay. it. <laughs> like, I'm just steamrolling right ahead. I don't give a shit what you want to talk about. It's my show. <laughs> I'm just here for the wine and crackers. Just, I mean, me too. Animal crackers. I am drunk. <laughs> By the way, hang on. Drinking more wine from a can out of a plastic hotel cup. Because <laughs> we're classy. Classy AF. <laughs> um, we have come not very far. No. <laughs> I almost said we've come far from our humble beginnings of friendship, but... Um, actually, this I feel is the perfect time to tell my favorite Ange story, though. Oh. Which is the bestest. And we recently had the anniversary of this moment. Um, thanks, thanks, to, <laughs> thanks to Facebook memories. <laughs> yes. I can remember this wonderful moment, which the reason we are eating animal crackers and wine is because it is a bit of a tradition. Because about 2008, how long ago was that? Oh, man. 11 years? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so like May... This is, like, right around this time. Yeah. Because it was end of the semester. Right. So, yeah. So, like, May of 20, 2008, um, I had a dead mom and uh, no friends <laughs> and a boy who didn't love me and all kinds of issues. And it was abundantly clear one night that this boy did not love me. <laughs> he, he sucks. He does suck. He still sucks. He does. He's never really <laughs> redeemed himself. <laughs> no. <laughs> Okay. It's fine. It's fine. Um, Just let him stay but second. he he had uh, made it abundantly clear by ignoring me all night at this function that we were supposed to go to. Um, you know, whatever. Anyway, he broke my heart, and I was driving around, crying. And, like, pretty much ready to just drive off a bridge. Mm-hmm. And I called Ange literally to be like, hey, can you... Um, <laughs> Can you go to my apartment and print out my paper? So to the very least, my last academic act as a human being on this plane of existence, I get an A for because it's going to Dr. Lingwall and he'll give me an A if I sneeze on a piece of paper and tell me great insights. Um, Such a good little Whovian. It's just a who. He is a who. It's just a who. Dr. Who down in Whoville. (laughs) So good. Anyway, um, he, so I was like, so I call Ange, and it, clearly this was a cry for help. <laughs> she answers, and she's like, snacking on something. She's like, hey, what are you doing? And I was like, uh, what are you doing? She's like, I'm just uh, I'm just drinking wine and eating animal crackers. What are you up to? And I was like, I'm just driving around and um, listening to Taylor Swift. Which I was. Teardrops, cry for help. Teardrops on my guitar. Thanks. And she uh, like, got really quiet and was like, oh. Do, Not good. Do you want to come over and drink wine and eat animal crackers with me instead? And I was like, okay. And um, that's pretty much how I knew that she was the greatest friend in the entire world because everybody else was like, oh, yeah, if you want to drive around and be suicidal <laughs> listening to Taylor Swift, fucking go for it, I guess. Yeah. But anyway, that's our that's our snack of choice, and um, that is what is waiting for us. And my face is half numb, so <laughs> we are well on our way to a good time. We still have two cans left. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do we? Yeah. Two whole cans? Two. 
All right. Well, it's going to be a fun <laughs> night, guys. Um, but so these fix that we were talking about. <laughs> back to the fucking point of this podcast, which I have done this before, but I forgot like just now that we were recording a podcast. <laughs> so cool. Um, oh, look on your face. <laughs> Right, reevaluate every single decision I've ever made to get me to this point. Um, so yeah, so anyway, so we are talking about a fic, and the first one that we talked about, because this is the one that you read the whole way through, right? Yes. Okay. Not to shame, but uh, just, you know, mm-hmm. shit happens. Busy week. Busy week. It's fine. You're very busy and important. Um, <laughs> soup's busy. I mean, I am important. <laughs> soup's busy, not important. <laughs> She's Facts. very important. Facts. She's, I mean, she's, you know. I'm important to you. Exactly. That's and select people. That's all that matters. Yes. Um, so the first one we read was called Mama Bear. And it was, this is my classic, classic Emily move. Uh, Mama Bear by Dira Sudis. And then in parentheses it says D Sudis. I don't know. Anyway, um, it is a story that is Natasha-centric. And if you recall, in Avengers Assemble, the first Avengers, 2012, um, there is a moment where Natasha is talking to Loki about Barton, and she says, he was sent to kill me, and he made a different choice instead. And that's the whole basis of her red and her ledger have to wipe it out thing, which I kind of feel like they played out a little too hard. A little bit. A little bit. Um, so is there a summary that you have pulled up? There is. You want to read it? It's one sentence. Do it. How the Black Widow became Auntie Nat. I mean, how delightful is that? So delightful. So good, right? And that's exactly what this fic is. Um, what did you think of it? I really liked it. I wanted more of a relationship between Clint and Natasha. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to get more of that origin story, mm-hmm. and I feel like this filled the void for yeah, me. Yeah, definitely a little um, bit. It wasn't forced, mm-hmm. I don't think. I think that it was, you know, picked up kind of where we would have expected. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, I really liked it. Um, well, that's, I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I would love to see, and if anybody has a recommendation of this, I would happily read it and put it on the notes um but i would love to see an actual like what did that moment look like so would i when yeah. he was like nope i'm not gonna kill you like how right. close was he to killing her right like was it like did he have her in his sights and he was like no i changed my mind or like was it like hand to hand like he could have just like slit her throat right. and i was decided thinking was it like to. knife to the throat yeah. and didn't or was it just like scoping it out with his bow and arrow yeah who yeah. knows who knows who can I would say love to know i would love to know i would love to read a fic about it yeah. if anybody wants to send one my way i'll literally just forward it right to Ange and she can read it and yes, be sated please. let's yes. get her on this train <laughs> um but so yeah so i so it it is literally like when he brings her back home um to the farm and is it did they say her name in there is it lila louise louise oh okay so this is this is a different one okay so um so in this fic they go by uh comic book family names which are callum and louise Mm -hmm. which like i'm gonna strongly disagree that anybody would name their children that louise i could see callum louise you could see now in the year of our lord 2019 you could could see louise people are going back to that <laughs> everyone's like oh i need a really old but what, louise i call her lou that's kind of cute lou kinda is cute fat diesel but it might be <laughs> Get that name a sweet baby angel girl after a fat diesel mechanic anyway sorry Dita Sudis or Dira Sudis. I'm sure. You, I mean, you had your reasons. There's, this was not your choice. This was fucking established in comic book canon. Um, but so he is letting Natasha hold Louise, which is like right off the bat, mm-hmm. he lets her do that. Yeah, right out of the gate. And she is super, still super conditioned. And I was worried that there was going to be like a she's going to hurt this kid mm-hmm. moment. But actually what happens is she thinks that he kidnapped her to train 
this little girl to be a black widow. And she's like, absolutely not. Which I thought was great. I thought that was super cool. There is a quote that I copied because I liked it so much. Um, Where she's, because she's like kind of fighting her mental conditioning this whole time. Mm -hmm. um, Which is she's, so she's, you know, obviously away from the Red Room, not on mission, trying to figure out what the fuck he's doing. What his intent What his intention is. Why he brought her here. If she's in danger, if she should kill him, mm. if these kids are in danger, what kind of thing? And she says, um, so she has this like kind of moment where she's like, I'm going to leave. I don't have to be who I was, but I can't be this like aunt mom figure right here either. But she says, um, there's a line that says she can still use her talents for good. She just only has to remember what she is, a weapon, not to be left out for children to play with. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's really good. Yeah. Because, like, I I mean, I personally love the softer side of Natasha. So do I, because you don't really get to see it in, yeah. in any of the films. Well, in the first one, the first Avengers, definitely not. Mm-mm. I mean, obviously Iron Man 2, definitely, definitely not. Yeah. But then when she's in Avengers, she's, like, this badass, and she's the interrogator, and she mm-hmm. does all the cool things with the thigh move and whatever, right, right. and, like, my bisexual heart is like, hey! <laughs> um... <laughs> I would never say no to Natasha Romanoff, <laughs> not even out of fear. Um, but uh, in when she's at the farm with the kids, it's, like, so sweet. And in, in Age of Ultron, it's the only part I like. Right. Farm is the only part I like. Right. Um, when Thor steps on the Legos. Yes. <laughs> so good. And he, like, looks at Steve, like, don't say anything. Um, but uh, when she gets to be, like, you know, Auntie Nat, and mm-hmm. and you know she's like even later on when she's talking with Clint about like, you know where the kids always eat and like he's gonna wreck you know do up this room instead and she's like yeah give that space to Laura blah, blah, blah. like you know she's like it's just so sweet and cute and domestic and it's the other thing I loved about Endgame, which we're not talking about, but the part at the beginning where she's like making herself a peanut butter sandwich. Yes. <laughs> Anytime I get to see Nat being domestic, I'm like yes, I love it. Um. But yeah, so this fic kind of is that nice, quick, it's very quick, it's only like Mm -hmm. 2,500 words, um, little bridge of like her initial freak out and the person who makes her decide to stay and be Auntie Nat is our best friend. Laura Barton. Laura Barton. Thanks, Laura. (laughs) Thanks, Laura. (laughs) Um, Because it's cool that like she does get to be like that tough character in this though Mm -hmm. where she was 100% ready to kill Natasha. Yeah. Like... And I didn't see that coming. I didn't either. I thought she was going to be like, uh, what's going on, guys? Yeah. I think I'm making a barbecue. Um, but she was, like, 100% ready to, like, defend her family and, like, shoot her if necessary. Yeah. And... Which is great because that's what Nat understands mm-hmm. and, like, can kind of respect. And relate to. And relate to, yes. Um, so, yeah. So she gets to be this bridge and this kind of doorway to this new part of her life and I just thought it was really sweet it was really sweet super sweet it was uh Lou gravitates towards Natasha's character Mm -hmm. uh you know she um Lou is what maybe two at max at that yeah Um, she's probably like 18 months old or something and you know sees what becomes Mm -hmm. Auntie Nat yeah uh and just wants to be held by her mm-hmm. and is to just, play with her hair yes. and like yeah she's very intrigued by this new person mm-hmm. that her dad brought to the farm um, and doesn't realize that this person has no uh, I don't want to say no experience with kids mm-hmm. but um, is just very not great experience yeah with kids. not great <laughs> not great she's you know she's conditioned uh, to be this black widow this mm-hmm. killing machine. Um, and comes to the farm and has to kind of let all of that go. Really quickly. Um, I did, I was glad that they kind of mentioned it because I hated so much. I hated so much that they made, like, Nat's dark secret that she was sterile. Yeah. Like, okay, no, that's not, that doesn't make you a monster. That doesn't, like, no, I mean, and that's, again, that's not too diminish people who may feel body dysmorphia over the fact that they can't have children, mm-hmm. um, you know, the regular way or whatever. But 
for it to be fuck Joss Whedon is all I'm saying. <laughs> fuck Joss Whedon. For him to take her strong, amazing, wonderful character and then have her be like reduced to tears and call herself a monster because she was in a situation where she was sterilized against her will. Yeah. Like it's disgusting. Yeah. It's fucking disgusting. It's pretty pretty terrible. Like that's not the deep dark secret. I want to know like there was something like the hospital fire that Loki mm-hmm. brought up like that sounds like more of a monstrous yeah, thing. Let's that. talk about that as opposed to the fact that like okay, so you can't have kids who cares. Right. You're so much more of a person than just potentially somebody's mother. Um, but she mentions it in the fic. She's like, I can't have children, so blah, 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 blah. And, like, it's such a throwaway line. But then, um, oh, so she's like, no more, no, like, little miracles for me or something. Mm-hmm. Um, which at first I was like, really? And then, <laughs> thankfully, Laura counters. And she's like, actually, it's funny because uh, kids are miracles even after they're already here. Like, yeah. way more than just getting them here. Like, yeah. you know. And I was like, that's true. So if, you know, Nat ever wanted to be a mom, she'd be a great mom. But she'd be the best mom. She'd be the best mom. And she would, like, watch out for her kids. If she had a daughter, watch out, boys. <laughs> or girls. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> no heteronormity nor be here. Normity? No. I should. I'm done. So I, I'm, you know, well, no, we're not going to get a refill. <laughs> no, we'll wait. We'll wait. Um, but yeah, um, you know, she, she talks about protecting Louise, um, Lou, mm-hmm. uh, and then she realizes that if she stays, she doesn't have to protect Lou because right. Laura's going to. Right, yeah. Which is and cool. Yeah. Because, like, there's a line that Laura has where she says, like, Clint, uh, handles everything from a hundred yards out mm-hmm. and she does everything close in. Yeah. And I was like, that's, like, such a good line about their, their relationship, like, I just love it. I do love it. I love them. I ship them so hard. And you should. I do. They're ship worthy. <laughs> Cue the foghorn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shipping it. Um, so, um, anyway. Um, but yeah, so that was the first book we read, and it was great. Mm-hmm. And then you just, I mean, I made you skim the second one. Yeah. But did you get anything out of it, or you no, want me to just run down? Yeah, just run. Uh, just do the run down. Okay. So second fic is more Clint centric, character study esque. Mm-hmm. Not so much Natasha. Actually, she's only in it for like a second, so she's not in this at all. Um, <clears throat> but guess who is? Peter Parker. <laughs> Peter Parker and uh, Cooper Barton. Who now they have the right names <laughs> in this fic. <laughs> Sorry, original author. Um, this, this second fic is called, actually I know it, I don't need to, it's by Andy Beth 82 um, and it's called Scars Can Come in Handy. Yes. Yes, I'm so good. You got it. It's maybe the second time in the history of this podcast that I have known an author and a title at the same time without, <laughs> without having to look at my notes. Um, <clears throat> so this concept here is that Clint and Laura are at home, Clint is on no, Clint is not on house arrest because we didn't know what had happened in Infinity War yet. So Clint is having escaped from the raft. Mm. No details necessary. <laughs> no details are provided. No details are provided. <laughs> and they are not necessary to the plot. Um, that is my favorite thing, is when you can tell when a fic was written. Because we didn't know what happened <laughs> Cannon, so everybody just made up their own shit. It's yeah. the best. Um, and in this one, we didn't know what happened to Clint, only that he was off the raft, he was back home with his family, and Cooper, his oldest son, had gone to space or science camp? Science camp? Science camp. Science camp. And met Peter Parker, um, who they became friends. Now, this is my only issue, is that I thought, in my brain, I was thinking Cooper was like eight. Yeah. He's but not. he's not. In this fic, he's older. He's like 14, which is totally fine. Maybe I misjudged it. Maybe I didn't watch that closely. Maybe I didn't fucking care about Cooper Barton, and I should have. But I thought he was eight years old. It took a second to realize, like, this author at least had aged him to be 14 or 15. Mm-hmm. So he met Peter at science camp. Uh, Peter was at science camp courtesy of Tony Stark. 
Of course. Of course. <laughs> Tony taking care of his spider son. Um, and shipping him off. Shipping him off. <laughs> doing the great parent <laughs> thing. Parent would do. You drive me fucking crazy, kid. Go to camp. Um, Peter or Tony sends him to camp. Peter makes friends with Cooper. Cooper invites him home for a week. Um, and Peter just shows up, and there's like a couple. There's like half of a story where Peter's trying to figure out like. Do I mention the fact that I know his dad because I he shot some arrows at me when we were at a German airport and I wasn't supposed to be there? And Clint's like, that kid sounds really familiar. Possibly like a child that I shot some arrows at at a German airport um, when he wasn't supposed to be there. But they were both kind of like dancing around each other. It's Anyway, it's a cute little father-son fic about Peter who does not have, a, who does not have parents other than Aunt May. And doesn't really have a father figure except for Toady, and that's very new at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a cute little fic about like him understanding that to Cooper, Barton is not Hawkeye; he's just Dad. Mm. And like, I know you love right. this. You're like, oh my god, Dad, hard eyes. I'm gonna read this when we're done <laughs> like, in depth. I definitely need to get back to re- like Emily. I'm gonna tap out Why for a you second. Tell me? I tell you. I fucking sent you the link three weeks ago. I know I suck. <laughs> I'm like reading it right now, like hurrying up. <laughs> <You're> like, <"Dad, laughs> what? Whatever you're it? saying, who cares? Um, <laughs> I'm gonna read this fanfic right now in real time. No, but it's it's very sweet and it's um it's again it's, it's a very nice little uh, Barton family centric. No, just a little yeah. just a little genfic. Yeah, little family ties. Just a little family just a little family ties. <laughs> Uh, a little, you know, Barton family sitcom on the farm. <laughs> and, uh, just makes me think of Bob Evans now. Oh, no, no, don't go back there. <laughs> I will never go back. We'll never go back. Um, I could, though, because they have them here. They do. I, I'm not tempted when I'm in Portland because there are no Bob Evans there. For those of you who don't know, I spent a long time being incarcerated by Bob <laughs> Evans down on the farm family <laughs> restaurant uh, of the Midwest. Too much time. Too much time. I did. I served my nickel. <laughs> I was paroled. <laughs> I'm out. Um, I did refer to once I put my two weeks in. I did refer to it my last day as my parole hearing. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, "You have to stop telling, it. <laughs> telling people that you're going to be paroled on Especially August 16th." Especially the new one. <laughs> yeah. No, my parole hearing's on August 16th. I'm out. I'm out after that. Um, but anyway, so I think about the Bartons down on the farm. And it reminds me of biscuits and um, country fried steak. <laughs> but it's a cute fic. I think you should read it. It will be in the show notes. If you just want, like, a nice little dose of of Barton family farm life. And who doesn't want that? I want that. Right? Okay. And serious questions. What else about Clint Barton's story do you want to see in or in film or on TV or what? What are you missing? I'm in the hot seat. You are. You're the guest. I've talked a lot for I'm... somebody who has a guest. So I'm an asshole. I'm also not used to this. It's all right. It's fine. I'm easing you in. Um, I don't know. I really, as you mentioned earlier, talking about, uh, you know, bringing Natasha into the fold. And mm-hmm. I, I just want to know what his pre-story was. What was he doing? Um, how did he become an Avenger? How did he start working for S.H.I.E.L.D.? Um, you know, let's let's find out what some of his missions were before he became Now, I have fix if you want to read them about oh. how Carol Danvers <laughs> is actually the one who recruited him. All right. I'll send you that shit. Yeah. Tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> not today. No, not today. I don't know where it is. I'll find it though, and I'll send yeah. it to you. Um, yeah, there are there are theories out there mm-hmm. that Carol is the one who recruited him because she was like, you know, besties with Nick, mm-hmm. and she was like, hey, you should check this guy out, and he's like, ah, eh, he's kind of a weird carnival guy who can just shoot flaming arrows, and she's right. like, eh, give him a chance, and then he was Hawkeye. Yeah, but and like, <clears throat> I also want to know. What brought him to using bow and arrow? Was it was it the carnival? I feel like it was or? the car. I mean, in the I think in the comics. Feel free to correct me, Shipper City, if I'm wrong. But I feel like that was his bit in the carnival mm-hmm. that he was like the guy who could shoot arrows. 
I think they I'm call sold. them. I think they call them archers. <laughs> <laughs> that would be I feel character. like that would be less impressive written on like a sideshow like yeah. marquee. <laughs> be like, and Clint Barton, the guy who can shoot arrows. <laughs> Flaming arrows. <laughs> okay. Set anything on fire at the carnival, you got a crowd. You got. It's true. It's true. Whether it's <laughs> willing or not. Exactly. <laughs> Whether they're hostages or not. Um, no, I would. I totally agree. I want to see. I want to see Clint Barton humble beginnings. However, yeah. I don't think we're going to see that. Given I that, know. no offense to your taste in men, Jeremy Renner is like in his late forties. I, I don't know. think. We, I think we're past the point of getting to see him as like a young buck. Yeah. Unless there's like a a good you know lookalike kind of young. Although version. you know what Marvel is great at letting us see those actors the way they looked twenty years ago, which fucking freaks me <laughs> out every time My they blood. do it. When I was like, how am I looking at like Michael Douglas in nineteen eighty? Like how am I right? looking at Michael? Like, oh my gosh, Michael Douglas. Mind blown. How am indeed. I looking at like nineteen eighty five Kurt Russell? Like I'm looking at overboard Kurt Russell right now. Yeah. How is that possible? Yeah. It's amazing. It's movie magic. Kudos, Marvel. Kudos. Granted, you probably have the best people in the industry <laughs> working for you. They can probably do this shit in their sleep. But I am gobsmacked. I mine is my mind is fucking blown every so, time. It happened. Marvel, we're putting it out there. We want to see Hawkeye's humble beginnings. Humble beginnings. De-age him. I did think it was funny with Captain Marvel, which we're not talking about because that's not the topic of conversation (laughs) here. But in Captain Marvel, when they made Nick Fury, obviously when they made Samuel L. Jackson way younger. Yes. And then I had to laugh because they were like, they obviously de-aged Clark Gregg too. Mm Mm-hmm. And I say obviously because it took place in the 90s, not obviously because he's looked any different for the last 40 <laughs> years. And I brought this up to Jared. He was like, I think he's probably one of those guys that's like looked like he was 45 since he was 15. Probably, yeah. <laughs> I know a few of those. <laughs> Same. But I was like, yeah, I guess that's that's true. Because, like, all they did was give him a little bit more hair. But he looked yeah. exactly the same. And minus wrinkles. But he was, I, yeah. But just, I mean. Yeah, anyway. Anyway. Just saying. Just saying, you could de-age, and we'd yeah. watch it. We'd yeah. watch the hell out of it. All of it. All of it. <laughs> Every second of it <laughs> that you would put on the TV, we would watch it. Soak that up. <laughs> so much. <laughs> I mean, give this, give this girl a dad bod. She's got a lot to thirst after. Yes. <laughs> give me some of that hot guy. <laughs> Guys, you can't see. She's so proud of herself. I'm just saying. She's so <laughs> proud of herself for that pun. Oh, God. You know, you do know next episode, though, I'm going to send you some fucking Stranger Things pick, given your, <laughs> yes. given your admission of thirst over David Harbour. You know, I missed my opportunity with him. He came to Penn State. When? Berend, uh, like, I don't know, in the fall. And, and you didn't leave Jake for him? I know. No offense, Again, Jake. Sorry, Jake. <laughs> sorry, Jake. Sorry, Jake. I think Jake would have left me for him as well. <laughs> don't, if I'm being honest. Don't let Jake listen to this episode. <laughs> Jake, what's fanfic? <laughs> Nothing. Um, but yeah, he, he came to the area. And for I what? Didn't, for just a little... Uh, like a fan thing? Q&A, yeah. Okay. Um, I know, I failed disappointed. hard. I am disappointed in so you. So am I. <laughs> I've been living with that regret for a while. <laughs> Had to get it off my okay. chest. I'm glad you were able to Thank vent you. it out. Um, but that's Thanks for opening the doorway. Some. I think I'm going to send you, I'm going to find, I'm going to get into this fit. I'm going to get into this fandom, which I'm not in right now. I've never read Stranger Things, Vic. But I am. you know who has? David Harbour. Oh. <laughs> that's why I love him. He's my. He's one of my he's, dream guests. So because great. he openly admits to reading... Joyce and Hopper fan fiction. I wonder if he'd be interested in reading in Hopper and Ange fan fiction. <laughs> I think he'd probably be interested in starring in some <laughs> Hopper and Ange fanfic. Eyebrows. <laughs> Bring it. Just Bring it. So you're saying you would read a self-insert Ange and Hopper? I feel like I would. And I know I've heard it's kind of, was that cringe Cringy? Yeah. yeah. And it's, right. You know what? But cringe culture is dead. We've killed it. Thank you. So you... Girl, I'm going to try it. You go find some fucking reader insert hopper fic. We've gotten very off topic of Clint Barton. (laughs) But if you guys know of any, if you know of any (laughs) second person hopper fic that Ange can get into, you know what I mean by that. Um, (laughs) You send it my way and I'll send it to her. Thank you. I'll peruse it first to make sure you can handle it. Yeah. Might be a little. (laughs) (laughs) 
You might be shocked to find the things that you are doing on the page. I know I certainly have been. I'm like, I don't think I would do that. Oh, don't, but here I am. Don't tell me that I'm doing that. I wouldn't do that. My issue is always I would never subject Chris Evans to me, (laughs) to myself. (laughs) Never do that to him. Never. (laughs) Don't put that on him. He doesn't deserve that. He doesn't know what he's missing out on. Well, thank you, friend. We've crossed that line into three drink, Angela. (laughs) Um, So we're going to get out of here. Get some pizza, sober up, eat some animal crackers, and... um, Watch some... Reputation tour. We don't know if we can get Netflix in here, but if we can, we're going to watch Reputation a la Taylor Swift. In the meantime, friends, family, loved ones, Shipper City, I want you guys to have a great week. I want you to read some Clint Barton and appreciate him. And especially, if not Clint, Laura, for God's sake. Yeah. And I say this to everyone except Angela because we know this will never, ever happen as long as she lives. Get your shit together. Oh. <laughs>